With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Buffalo Beat. This is the first time we're speaking since our post-draft reaction, but now we have another thing to react to. The NFL schedule is out. We know the Buffalo Bills' 18-game or 18-week journey, I should say, and uh, the types of opponents that that they'll face in specific order. I mean, we already knew the opponents, but now we know what order they'll they'll be going into it. Uh, some different logistical things with the schedule, and uh, I'm sure we'll we'll get into what we think of each game and and how it could play out this season as well. My name is Joe Biscali. With me is my co-host Matthew Fairburn, and we are here discussing the schedule and also because some player workouts might even be getting to get started too. So we'll we'll touch a little bit on that, but. Mostly it's the schedule and the Bills starting things off against the Pittsburgh Steelers at home, 1 o'clock on Sunday uh, in early September. Buffalo weather, pretty darn good. So that, that should be a, uh, a great way to kick things off. But uh, Matthew Fairburn, when you look at the entire schedule and things that uh, really stand out above all else, I mean, would you... How would you categorize the way that the, the, I guess, the hand that the NFL gave the Bills? Because some years they, they've they had some really bad um, road trips. Sometimes they, you know, it's dealing with an early buy or something like that. So so what did you make of what the NFL gave the Bills this time around? Yeah, you know, it's, it's early to determine things like strength of schedule. And obviously yesterday we didn't learn anything new about their opponents. We already knew going in who they'd be playing. And we'll see how good some of these teams are. I'm sure some will surprise, some will disappoint. But looking at the schedule and how it's set up, I I would say it's a, a pretty easy schedule uh, on the whole. Like I, in terms of how it's set up, you know, some of the, there's certainly tough opponents on there, but things have worked out in their favor. As you pointed out yesterday, they're not playing any teams that are coming off a bye the previous week. So mm-hmm. that's, huge. That's, that's a huge. big time bonus. Um, they've got, they don't really have a lot of these, you know, tough games bunched together. You look at their early opening stretch, it's pretty easy to envision them starting the season 4-0 before they have to go to the Chiefs and the Titans back-to-back, which is a tough back-to-back stretch, as they learned last year. But then they have a bye week. And they come out of that and play the Dolphins, Jaguars, and Jets. So the toughest stretch looks like week 11 to week 14 when they play the Colts, Saints, Patriots, and Buccaneers in four straight games. But all 
all winnable and the toughest of those games comes last, you know, at the Buccaneers. So they got, I think they got everything Bills fans could ask for in terms of, you know, set up with, with good rest, you know, situations. Nope. You know, they probably have the rest advantage uh, in a lot of games. They have four primetime games and what amounts to a fifth national TV game with the Buccaneers 425 slot could get Mm -hmm. flexed into more. So, you know, that's, you know, I think the most in the league for primetime, there's a bunch of teams tied with five primetime games. So Bills are up there. They've got a lot of early season home games, which, you know, fans love with the weather. And, you know, I I don't see it as a, a, a super difficult stretch it's easy to to see a a pretty big pile of wins on this schedule yeah i i think the thing that immediately stands out to me is everyone that that favors one side or the other is happy with the schedule because um the early season home games with the gorgeous weather usually in buffalo in september uh early october three of the first four games are at home and then for those that want the cold, blistery wind and snow, three of the final four games of the season are at home as well. So there's there's going to be some uh, some stretches where they have two away games at a time uh, mixed in there, but but still uh, relatively solid for the Bills and and what they're what they're looking at in in this year's schedule. But I think what you pointed out that week eleven to fourteen slate is the one that really stands out to me that will just be a slog above all else. I mean, they're four tough opponents. That's that's the very primary point. The Colts, Saints, Patriots, and Buccaneers will all contend to be playoff um, teams this season. And you would have to think the Buccaneers and Colts are probably in the playoffs this year. Um, Saints, we don't know what's going on with their quarterback situation yet. And then the Patriots are probably going to be a lot better and in the mix for a wild card spot this year. But still, four tough opponents regardless. Why I think that is such a such a four-game slog is more of the logistics above all else. I mean, you've got the Colts at home and then with only two days of rest or practice, whichever they prefer, um, they have to get on a plane and go to New Orleans on that Wednesday and then take on the Saints on the road on Thursday. So that is a two-game in five-day situation, and teams don't really love that just with Thursday in general, but when you add on to the fact that it's a road game, it's not exactly ideal, especially with two tough opponents in that five-game span. So then after that, they get a mini-buy where they'll get about 10 days off before they take on the Patriots at home. but And that's a Monday night game, so they get an extra off day. But then another short week going up against the defending Super Bowl champions and having to go on the road. So that's another condensed schedule that they're going to have to deal with. And that week 11 to 14 uh, portion of the schedule is... Now, three weeks removed from their bye week in week seven, and it's going to be right at that point in the year where guys just start getting a little ornery. Like, like we we see it every year. Uh, Players 
tend to get a little bit more on edge when they get to that point in the season because it's an absolute grind. I mean, once you get to the tail end of the season, players start to see the the, the playoffs uh, forming and everything like that. But that week 11 to 14 spot, especially in an 18-week year now, that's where you know the uh, the mental toughness will be tested above all else to continue to stay on top of it, especially with a four-game stretch like that. So that's that's the one that stands out to me, other than the obvious of the Kansas City game going to be really freaking fun in Week Five, um, and then followed by Tennessee. Uh, so and you know the Bills get a Thanksgiving game, which is cool because um, it's a national stage and. And and certainly they they have done a lot over the past couple of years to deserve all of these primetime games. But those are some of the, just my early takeaways of like, OK, th- this is what really stands out here. Yeah, I think the the one thing that you could probably, you know, you could probably say doesn't work in their favor. I mean, everybody's going to have a tough stretch, right? Everybody's going to have short mm-hmm. weeks and things that don't totally work out for them, you know, as far as, you know, that four game stretch is going to be tough and everybody's got one on the schedule. Having the bye week in week seven, I think it, I don't think that's a great draw as far as the bye week, yeah. especially considering what comes in weeks 11 to, to 14, you know, when you're looking at that stretch and you don't have a way to break it up, they've got sort of a mini bye week though, with the, the saints game coming on a Thursday and the, not mm-hmm. playing the Patriots until the following Monday. I think that's, you know, sort of they'll treat that as a mini bye week and and get some good rest, you know, going into the Patriots and, and Buccaneers games. That's really the only spot you can look at. I mean, it is kind of funny to look at the schedule and see it go all the way to January 9th and, you know, see it have 17 games and all the record predictions, you know, kind of throwing in, um, you know, thrown in an extra game it just makes everything look weird um and, and so having <laughs> you know does. january 9th be the end date i do think makes that you know that mini bye week they have after the saints game pretty important you know how they handle that to to gear up and i think it's going to make the you know the the playoff bye weeks more important as well you know trying to get uh, or at least getting to week 17 or 18 with a chance to to rest some players as they did last season, mm-hmm. because another game it's it's a lot. I know they took away a preseason game, but I don't think that you know the fourth preseason game was much of a preseason game, anyways, for a lot of the the important players. So it's going to be interesting navigating that and you know managing workloads and and figuring out a way to keep everybody healthy, you know, going into the playoffs. Because yeah, that that week eleven to to fourteen stretch should you know, I mean, you could see them being in a really good spot going into that with what mm-hmm. they have in the first 10 weeks. So even if they get pretty beat up, you know, go one and three in that stretch, or, which is probably worst case scenario, I think they can survive it pretty easily with how the rest of the schedule is set up. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the bye week because when you look at it just in terms of this, I mean, I, I was with you when I had to like, triple check to make sure that I had the schedule right that I went all the way through January 9th because you know we're, we're used to it being done by late December or the first couple of days of, of January at most but uh, but yeah it goes all the way to January January 9th so relative to that the end of the season is on the 9th the Sunday of the Bills bye week is October 24th so that is 
October 25th through January 9th, where the Bills have to be on. And in a really important stretch of their season, obviously, because that's where the the lion's share of their games are. I mean, they've got 11 of their 17 games after the bye this year. And then if they don't get a bye week going into the playoffs, if they don't get the number one seed, then that's just another one on top of it. So that, that I'm totally with you, that of their entire schedule, that is probably the worst part of it. But they were, they were rewarded because they don't have any teams coming off the bye um, of any of the opponents that they face this year, which, it, I mean, there will be some coming off a Thursday night game, so maybe it's like a, a mini bye for them as well. But even so, this is, this is a, a very good schedule in totality to where they they should have a, a good look at things um the other the other thing I, I just remembered something that you said uh the buccaneers game could be a de facto uh primetime game it's also a possibility the panthers game in week 15 could be a a, a primetime game if the panthers kind of surprise some people and and are in contention in the nfc south um, or at least in contention for a playoff spot. That's one of those Saturday or Sunday flex games. So you never know. Could be could be six. Probably not. But uh, but yeah, that that's at least on the table. All right. So I suppose we've gone through our initial takeaways of what this is. So let's let's get a little uh, let's get a little fun here. Let's um, let's talk about the the best road trips of the season and we'll do this first but later on in the show um we'll go through and do a quick very way too early uh game by game look at at how this whole thing could go for them but first i think what fans are trying to figure out because they'll probably be able to go to games this year is what it like power rank what uh what road trips are available to to them because you know there's going to be a, a pretty strong contingent of Bills fans that are going to want to see this team in person this year because they couldn't last year or at least most couldn't last year. So I guess what's what's the first one that kind of stands out to you uh, of their eight game road slate? Yeah, I think there are there are clear tiers here. I think a lot of you know <laughs> when you rank these, you know, it'll be personal for each you know, fan and, you know, person that's traveling to these games, whether you've got family or friends in a certain area, um, you know, different factors, you know, factor in for different people. I think before we do that, I will say probably the best game to go to if I were a fan, I would say would be week one. I think, you know, having the Steelers mm. in town, a lot of people haven't seen the Bills in person in a long time. And, you know, there's more hype around this team than there has been in a really, really long time. So if there's a full stadium, you've got Pittsburgh people traveling up, you know, a, a pretty classic matchup, presumably, you know, if everything breaks the right way, some good weather. That to me is like great uniform combo too. Yeah, I mean that to me is is the best game to attend on the schedule because sometimes you know it's easy yeah. to overlook that you know other people 
thinking about their road schedules might, you know, circle Orchard Park. I know it's not a destination city per se, but it's a it's a cool place to watch a football game. And, you know, I think that one could be one that that people talk about for a long time. You know, that first game back and, uh, you know, being against the Steelers, starting the season, all that good stuff. I have a clear number one on the road trips. Uh, I think it's it's in a class of its own for a few different reasons. It's the the game against the Buccaneers. Um, Ooh. So I, I look at this a little bit differently probably than than some people. Tampa, this is really rare, this road trip. Um, they don't go there often, uh, once every eight years or so. And they won't go, you know, normally Tampa Bay is not going to be one that you circle. I don't think it's not, you know, some amazing stadium or, uh, but you're talking about logistically, you know, Florida in December, you know, you can escape, escape the Buffalo cold, pretty easy place to get in and out of, um, stadiums, right, right there, you know, in terms of moving around all that stuff, but the game defending Super Bowl champions Tom Brady has haunted the Bills for so long, and this is going to be that chance for them to to get him, right? You know, I mean, they've played pretty well against him under Sean McDermott, and now they have a team, you know, that can, you know, probably go toe-to-toe with him, assuming, you know, everybody's healthy and stuff. Just the types of players that you're going to watch. I know people have probably seen a lot of Tom Brady, seen a lot of Rob Gronkowski, but you never know when the last time is going to be, and this very well could be it. You just don't know uh, mm-hmm. in terms of when they'll play them again. All of those reasons, and it's a 425 kick, which I think is a nice sweet spot for for a, a road game if you're traveling. If you're trying to get back that night, you know, on a flight that night, you might be able to pull it off. Might be tricky, but you might be able to pull it off. You get a little extra time to tailgate, but you still get that that afternoon game. You know, if you're a night game person, you know, maybe this isn't quite quite your number one. But to me, for all those factors, I think that would be the one that I circle. I I always go first to the ones that they don't have on the schedule very often. And this year it's Mm -hmm. it's Tampa and it's New Orleans. I mean, they're in Nashville every freaking year. Yeah, (laughs) Nashville is kind of middle of the road for me. We'll get to that one. But yeah, I mean, Tampa. They don't go there often. Same with New Orleans. You you look at those NFC games, and those are the ones that are rotating. And and you know, I think those are the ones that you wanna you wanna jump on if you're looking for kind of a unique fan experience. Yeah, absolutely. I, Tampa Bay was the one that kind of stood out to me um, for everything you laid out, and also selfishly that I just realized it just so happens to be on my dad's birthday weekend. So that, and he lives down in Tampa. So that, that's kind of cool. Um, but other than, than, uh, my, my father, well, everybody's got uh, some everything, of those, right? you know, that's why I say it's so, yeah, it can be so personal to, to some people is like, right. you, know, you got friends or family in an area, you know, that's going to be your number one, no matter what. So I think that's kind of the cool part for people now that it looks like everybody's going to be able to travel and go to games and stuff like that. That's why mm-hmm. the NFL schedule release is such a big deal uh, because people like to plan out their fall and the people that travel the games like to like to pick their spots and get everything booked up. Mm-hmm. Also um, big fan of the Tampa airport. Uh, very, very efficiently done over there. And um, it's, it, you can get to and from Tampa on a direct 
which is which is pretty great too for for your traveling and you can you know, basically have like a, a four or five hour travel day as opposed to sometimes seven to eight hours which is which is pretty great too which adds to the allure i didn't Tampa know Bay. that and um, i've actually never yeah. been so um, really to tampa yeah just for whatever reason oh, oh i've my been goodness. to like you know orlando and various other areas of of florida but for whatever reason i've never been to tampa um oddly, oddly is this enough. is this your last team that uh that you have to go go see on the road like you know um just for in terms of not every stadium because i know both of us haven't been to the new las vegas one but is tampa your last one i think you got to be getting close no, right? last this all got screwed up because uh last year there were uh arizona and san francisco i the new oh. san francisco stadium or even the old one i guess and arizona yeah. uh since we weren't on the road uh missed those would have checked vegas off too and so this would have right. been the year that i would have knocked them all off because new orleans is also on the list i've never been um they went to oh, both wow. of these places the year before i started so um yeah it's interesting that it would have i think that would have been all of them, except I guess the now there's a new LA stadium too, so we gotta we right. gotta check that one off. But um, yeah, I don't look at it like at stadiums. I just look at it as like franchises. If you've been to that team's stadium, I, I guess that yeah, would be San Fran still applies because I donation. never went to the old. I went yeah. to Oakland True. Uh, a couple times, which uh, yeah, gone, yeah, you did. Not, you gone, love Oakland. Not forgotten. Uh, <laughs> I will never forget Oakland. <laughs> the The fact that would have highly, I remember, always highly it, recommend that trip. It's a it's a tough trip, but it's uh, it it's it's gone now. You can't do it anymore. But that's part of the reason why it was no. great. You knew it, you knew it wouldn't last forever. So Oakland, the press box legitimately had a funky odor um, in it, which was interesting. Uh, when you walked onto the field um, through their little tunnel, there was like dripping coming down from somewhere i don't know what the hell it was uh then you walk on the field uh, and they they have those little tractors that they or those little carts that they move around and stuff but it rained i think the night before or something like that and those carts went on it and like the the area where players were even to come in it was just like a complete muddy mess i remember walking around the field and this was a year that ej Manuel was there and and I don't even, I don't think he was starting at the time. It might have been a tie rod year. I I can't remember. It all kind of blurs together. But anyway, I remember looking at him and watch him look at the field. And then I looked at him like tough tough field, right? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so so it's just Oakland was its own thing. It was very easily um, in the bottom two, um, along with Washington and. I don't think anyone else was particularly close, but yes, gone but not forgotten indeed for all of these tales of of yesteryear. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, some other um, road trips that I think are worthy of consideration. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and not say Jacksonville because you are definitely going to say Jacksonville. Um, Kansas City's got to be obvious here, right? If you can get into that building, that game is being listed as one of the top two to three games of the entire NFL schedule. Sunday night football, AFC championship game rematch. It's in early October, so the weather's probably going to be pretty freaking nice. Um, you know, if you can, I mean, there's great barbecue in Kansas City. We we uh, we know full well about that. Um, airport kind of stinks, but that said, I mean, that, that town or city and that stadium, that atmosphere, the opponents... That's got to be number two on the list, right? Yeah, I think two and three is close between that and New Orleans, and it depends on your your preference. You know, it depends on your situation, right? Like a lot of people didn't yeah. have Thanksgiving with family members last year, and if you know that's you know something that you you look forward to, you might not want to be on the road. Maybe some people do hit the road sometimes for Thanksgiving, and you can make a family affair of it. I could see. New Orleans being a, a pretty damn good time, um, you know, night game, mm-hmm. just again, the unique experience factor, but Kansas city. Yeah. That's, that's one of the best places to watch a game in the NFL. It's so cool and there at night. I can imagine, I don't think I've ever been to a night game there, but I can imagine, mm-hmm. you know, seeing it on TV and seeing the way, you know, Arrowhead is just rocking for primetime games. That that's an absolute uh, great game. Obviously, you got to factor in taking some extra extra time with a night game. You know, flying back the next day. But good city overall. I think, like you said, the airport is one of the worst uh, airports I've been yeah. to, and, and it can be a little bit. It's a shoe. You have to kind of do your re- research <laughs> and know what you're doing, right? Like I think that's a yeah. big factor with a Kansas City trip. Like nowhere to stay probably, you know, somewhere in the plaza area and know what mm-hmm. you're, you know, have a plan for tailgating because those people take it very seriously. You got to get there at a certain time. You got to, you got to have all your ducks in a row and, and have it all planned out, but you have all day to, <laughs> to tailgate and, mm-hmm. uh, they're great people and they're to like tailgate th- with too. Uh, they're just friendly people. I went to school out that way and, um, went to a Kansas Mizzou game and, you know, tailgated, tailgated a couple Chiefs games, just just great people to hang with. And and like you said, it's going to be a really great game. You know, it's at least going to be a really great matchup. Should be. Who knows what the game will turn out to mm-hmm. be, but it's going to be a highly anticipated matchup and a kind of a, a brewing rivalry potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't know we were um, about to become travel advisors on this episode but i'm i'm absolutely someone's got to do it because i know i mean kansas city there are legitimately three or four really 
stinking good barbecue spots that, you know, if, if you want to completely assault your insides with barbecue, then go for it <laughs> because, because it is worth it to at least try um, one of the spots. But there is a recommendation to, uh, I, I don't know um, if it's like this for all of them, but if you are hell-bent on getting to one, make sure you get there early so they, so they don't run out of burnt ends because that is like the top of the top, at least for me anyway. Um, and, you know, it's kind of a, a delicacy in Kansas City anyway. Um, but yes, I might be speaking out of my out of turn here. This is Kansas City barbecues really stinking good. I would recommend it to all. Yeah, that was that's sort of the highlight of the trip. And it's a nice downtown, you know, early October, you mentioned the weather should be should be pretty great. Uh, typically still getting some warm temperatures that time of year in Kansas. Kansas City can be a miserable weather place uh, later in the year. It so. can. It was miserable for that AFC championship game. Yeah, too. it can it, be like it just it wasn't great. It can be windy and, and gnarly, but that that time of year should be good. Um, Joe's barbecue, you know, is, mm-hmm. is usually the spot mm-hmm. that that I prefer. Um, Arthur Bryant's is really Arthur good. Arthur Bryant's too. very good. Um, Gates mixed plate is is a is a great uh, is a great dish to try. Um when you said Joe's, do you mean Oklahoma yes. Joe's? Um, okay, okay. And yeah, that's that's that that's that one that's like in the Reform yeah, gas station. Yeah, right? that that one. Yeah, that one's awesome. That one's my favorite. So good. But yeah, that that's a, a real high quality trip. I don't know the same amount about New Orleans. I've never I've flown out of New Orleans and I've been to Baton Rouge, but I've never actually spent time in New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. But again, the unique factor of a city that they don't play in a lot, a city widely regarded as a great time, um, some great food, some great culture, probably going to be an expensive trip. I would think, um, flights around that time, you know, you're dealing with, you almost want to make a week of it. I feel like, you know, go down there mm-hmm. and just, you know, really, really park your car down there and hang out for a while because otherwise you're going to be dealing with, you know, Thanksgiving travel and everything like that. But like I said, same as the Cowboys game a few years ago, if you're willing to make that your Thanksgiving, that's a, that's a pretty darn good trip. Yeah. So funny thing about the new Orleans game, the last two times the bills have played at the super Superdome in new Orleans it has been on a unique day. Like um, last time around, eight years ago, it was on Halloween. And if you don't know about Halloween in New Orleans, look it up. <laughs> it is absolutely ridiculous. Um, also, uh, and then eight years to the, to now, we will be seeing the Bills taking on New Orleans on Thanksgiving. So it's just very interesting how how that schedule is kind of like a like a nice little quirk i wouldn't exactly call halloween a holiday some people would but you know a couple of holidays heading down to new orleans could be worse i mean that's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good one i do think there was a at least one missed opportunity um miami being in september like people aren't going to be looking to want to escape to um south florida in September. I mean, that could be, that'll probably still be a, a pretty popular one early season, uh, what have you, because you know, Florida is Florida, but that is going to be 
hot down there and um yeah that's a tricky yeah, one it's, because it's probably gonna you, you can yeah. do it every year you know any year that i mean other than la- actually last year you could have done it too they were having fans at their games uh, so if you really wanted to yeah, you could have done it um and yeah the the timing on the schedule isn't great and i know it's a popular you know there's a lot of you know buffalo people down there uh, and i think you know there's a lot of buffalo people that have family down there and i think that's part of what ends up making it popular but another one that you know the stadium being so far away uh and the stadium not being much to write home about you know the game day atmosphere it is a safe road trip though you know you know you're probably going to get pretty Mm -hmm. good weather you probably know the spots you know you know everybody's got their own down there whether you want to do fort lauderdale or miami they're probably gonna kick miami's ass i would think like you know they seem to do that pretty regularly uh the last few years uh, as good even though miami's gotten a little bit better so a pretty safe mm-hmm. one but i'd say that's comfortably in you know the bottom tier for me just because it's it's one that interesting i, I think maybe it's don't tell me you have it rated below Jacksonville. I think it's in the same bucket with Jacksonville. I think the absolute bottom, right. the absolute bottom, I think, is that that Patriots game. Uh, yeah, it's not even close. It's on it's on Christmas weekend, yeah, it's, um, and it's the fifth year in a row it's on Christmas weekend. Like it it's it's absurd that this has become a slight tradition in the NFL. Five years running, the Bills have traveled to New England for that game. It's just. It's it's very weird. I wonder if that's just the the uh, NFL schedule makers doing Belichick a solid more than anything. Yeah, it works out well. I that's where my family is, so it's kind of nice that yeah, exactly. You're good. Up, uh, double up a trip there, but for anybody that's looking to go to a road game, I mean, you're not. You're what are you going to do? Like travel uh, unless you have family there. You know, you're going to travel on Christmas. Go to a game. I don't think it, I think it's a great stadium, you know, one of my my favorites in the NFL, but I think if I were a visiting fan, it would be a pain in the neck to get from Boston to Foxborough, back to Boston, assuming Mm -hmm. you're staying in Boston, because why else are you going? Unless you're just driving in, you know, from Rochester or whatever, it's a pretty quick trip and you're driving right out. But, you know, that's, that's such a far distance that if, if you do rideshare, not, cheap yeah from boston to the stadium it's not yeah yeah it's like a 40 45 minute so yeah you're and and driving in there's not fun either because you're dealing with a ton of traffic depending what time you get there it's just uh you know it's gonna be cold it's gonna you know it's just there's much better options uh in terms of making a weekend Mm -hmm. of it and again i think like miami it's there every year you know if you want to do it it's there pretty much every year so um, mm-hmm. now I, I say pretty much every year because a year like this, it's almost off the table for a lot of people being on, on Christmas, but odds are if mm-hmm. you're a traveling bills fan, you've probably been to a Patriots game. Uh, you've seen enough of the Patriots. You want to see somebody else. So that one I think is bottom. I don't know what's, what's the second worst. I, I think we get into an interesting, it's gotta be Jack. Cause I would say the top three are bucks, new Orleans and Kansas city. Actually the, the Jets game might be I th- the second I was worst. thinking the Jets because yeah. we don't. I didn't even realize the Jets were still sitting there. I mean, New York is great. Um, I don't know what New York will look like. 
you know, how, how much New York will be back to being New York. And I guess the same applies to like New Orleans, although I think it's mm-hmm. New Orleans is already already letting it rip a little bit. Um, <laughs> I don't know exactly what, what the city will look like. It, I think it might be one of the worst stadiums in football. Getting there isn't terrible by train, but it's also not, you know, it's not super easy the way some of these other cities are. Great city, love to visit it. Don't always love going to New Jersey to to go to that game and, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with it's a lot to deal with on a quick trip to fly in, find the you know, the airports are are not super convenient to get to. So that one's down mm-hmm. near the bottom, especially because it's there every year. You know, for people that don't have New York on the schedule all the time, it can be a fun one to go to. But I think it's down there with the Patriots in the bottom tier. So we've got Tampa, New Orleans, Kansas City, top tier. New York, yeah, New England, bottom. And then yeah. I think in the middle, you know, you've got Tennessee, Jacksonville, and Miami, which I would probably Na- Nashville is going to be the preferred one. Yeah, I would rank them that if, way: if Tennessee, Jacksonville, yeah. Miami, probably. You would rank Jacksonville over Miami. Timing of year: November in, in I Florida is is probably probably the draw and a little bit more more unique. I think you're splitting hairs with those two. Miami's a much better city, but you yeah. know logistically getting to that stadium um jacksonville i don't know maybe you can get a spot in the pools uh to to check out the game and they're not there all the time um this is one where they actually lucked out too that they're not going to london and they're going to jacksonville instead because that would have added some miles that i'm sure sean mcdermott is glad that he avoided um yeah i would have liked it yeah it would have (laughs) been it would have been fine uh having done it it's it, it is a lot, you know, when you're, when you're covering a game. It is. But I'm sure the team is glad to not have that as, you know, one of the, the mm-hmm. things that they have to deal with. Yeah, I think Nashville is just outside. I know a lot of people will make that trip. There's, you know, it's Monday Night Football, so that's pretty cool. It's also got a reputation, too, amongst Bills fans because, because um, you know, there were – uh, right on the the main drag there of bars there are a lot of people in in bill shirts and things like that and you know it's it has become you know a kind of a thing for bills fans so i would assume that is one that they would gravitate toward just because uh, that's that they want to be a that's going to be experience. a costly one right you got to take the extra time off work yeah it's a monday night football game so you're yep. taking a monday and a tuesday yep off of work you're probably going you know if you're doing that anyways you're probably flying in on a friday or a saturday to get some of the weekend in they go there enough that it's not one that i think belongs in that top one two three because they're there a lot the titans matchup is a a good one but it's not the chiefs it's not the bucks uh and i think it, it's it's going to be a little pricey um, flying in and out of there. Mm-hmm. I think there is a direct flight now, but that, you know, is like really expensive. And again, there's probably the caveat of like what's Nashville going to look like. I think they've opened up quite a bit here at this point and presumably by then you'll have great weather. 
if Nashville is your scene, then, you know, that'll be near the top of your list. Like mm-hmm. I said, everybody's got personal preferences. I just think logistically it's a little bit trickier as a Monday night football game. And then, yeah, probably, you know, you look at Jacksonville and you look at Miami and you think, you know, that's just a matter of, of preference. You're going to be dealing with a really if, hot Miami yeah. in September or probably a much more comfortable Jacksonville in January, but, or in November rather, but Jacksonville is very spread out too. So it depends where you stay and, and, you know, what you try to do. But I think, I think I would say Jacksonville over Miami just because it's not as, not as common. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, I do know, uh, there are a certain contingent of Bills fans that, um, are just rearing to get back to the elbow room <laughs> in South Florida. That's so true. We uh, that is true. Yeah that 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 place is going to be crawling. Easier to fly in and uh, out of down, down probably the there. Uh, for yeah. the most part, but yeah. slightly short. You know, slightly shorter distance to get to Jacksonville. Maybe a, a get a look at Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you know, that might interest some people. I think it's a better stadium. Sure personally um then miami really i love the i love the everything they've done to i like miami the physical Stadium. building they, they but i think they went european style uh with like the covering the the actual bleacher part of it so that way the sun only won't affect everyone and the elements really just hit the field among uh, above all else if there are elements but like but they've done so many nice renovations in that place I think I think I'd probably I'd probably take that one over Jacksonville. I like the physical building. I think the atmosphere is pretty lame, and I think and well, I yeah, think that getting part. to it sure. is kind of a pain. So the physical building is probably better than Jacksonville. I think the location, the atmosphere, slightly better in Jacksonville. Getting yeah. around to it, you know, being able to, anybody who was at that playoff game, you know, probably has some some fun Jacksonville memories too. So. Other than the fact that they lost, what was it like? Lot yeah, X or something? Uh, they they made some noise out there. Yeah. Um, so I yeah, yeah I think it can be uh, it can be a fun place if you do it properly. But yeah, I think with so many the the cream of the crop of the Florida trips is Tampa. Yeah, I agree. I th- I think that it it's not even close. Honestly, I mean December go to Tampa. Airport is great. Easiness to get there. The team that they're going to to play, um, the quarterback that they'll be up against, perhaps for the last time ever, and potentially maybe even coming away with a victory over that player. Um, yeah, it uh, it all it all plays into it. And at that point in the year, in December, since it's a four twenty five game, if I'm not mistaken, it's going to be going from day to under the lights at night. So that'll be a pretty cool thing. Yeah, to I almost feel like four twenty five so, is the is part of the draw because a night game, mm-hmm. fun in theory, tough in practice. You know, when you're like, all right, you can't fly mm-hmm. out that night in almost every instance and in all the instances that we're dealing with here. And, you know, taking an extra day, whatever, I think you can probably sneak out at night from Tampa. I'm not positive. You know, don't quote me on it. I haven't looked at flights, but I think you would have a chance Mm -hmm. and yeah, the you're at least getting back to your, your hotel at a reasonable hour uh, can get up and and get out early the next morning. I think it's a, 
That is if you want to get back to your hotel room at every Or, yeah, you have time to go downtown Tampa and do your thing. Um, So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's there's a little bit more flexibility. You're going to have built-in pacing with your tailgating. You know, some of you listening to this might not make it to some of these night games if you go. So (laughs) you have to take that into account. And having a 425 is a built-in backstop to make sure that you – you get in there and you're you're actually attending this game that you travel to. So uh, I I think the 425 kick is is kind of a prime a prime thing if you're traveling to a game. You know I think you know it gives you enough enough of a buffer from the night before. Uh, if you didn't get back to your hotel room at a reasonable hour, and it it gives you a good uh, good amount of time to tailgate. So night games are fun, but. Uh, you know, you got to be you got to be built different, as they say, to to handle it. <laughs> that that is absolutely certain. Pacing is is key. All right, we've we've played the part of travel agent enough. I mean, that is one of the things of you know being on a beat and getting the opportunity to travel, which is really cool. Um, you start to find the little tricks of traveling. So if you, if any of you guys ever have questions, feel free. Just just reach out. Be like, hey. Uh, we're, we're thinking about doing this. Yeah, well, we're here. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll assist wherever, wherever we can. Okay. Let's talk about the quickly, um, going through game by game, what we're looking at here. And, and this is obnoxiously early because I mean, you and I will be going to, um, to see the bills rookies practice on Friday, which will be our first look at those guys, but it's, practice in finger quotes because there's probably going to be like i don't know 20 guys on the field maybe more um yeah so not going to be a ton of of things out there but it'll be a first look we haven't seen the team yet in totality and uh we haven't seen uh, really what this roster will be at, at this point but that said let's go through the schedule um game by game and think about Win or loss, because it's May 13th. Who the hell cares, and why not? All right, so week one against Pittsburgh, uh, going up against Ben Roethlisberger, uh, who seemed to rapidly age last year in terms of how far he would throw the the ball down the field. Um, Their running game really wasn't getting going. Their defense was great. Uh, If you had to look at it right now, win or loss with that Steelers game. I think they win. Uh, you know, it's a, not the best time to get the Steelers. Uh, you know, an older team right at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. You'd probably rather have them at the end when Ben's arms falling off. But I have a hard time seeing them lose that game. I think they're the better team, and I think home game week one. You know, that Steeler defense is tough, but uh, the Bills have been pretty good to start the season under Sean mm-hmm. McDermott. So I think that's a a win. Yeah, they'll be charged up in front of that in front of that crowd, and what if it's a hundred percent capacity? Then they're going to be really charged up because this will be the first time a lot of the players on the team will be playing um, in Orchard Park in front of a full stadium of supporters of, of them. So it's uh, it's going to be something. I know. I know that uh, there'll be a, a an atmosphere that rivals probably. Only a handful of games of these early regular season games that that they've gone through. So so yeah, that's 
I'm with you. What you said earlier in the show, that's that's got to be number one draw for a game you you, you want to go to if if you're a fan. Uh, the Bills week have two, only lost one opening season game, by the way, under Sean McDermott, and it was at Baltimore. 2018 40, where they got smoked. <laughs> so they lost it in style. But, yeah, but Peterman. Uh, but they, they've they also played the Jets to start the season like a lot. So it maybe <laughs> isn't the best um, be, best stat. But yeah, 2018 was kind of a wash. Um, but yeah, point being, they they usually get out, off to a pretty good start other than when they have Nathan Peterman as their quarterback. But you know what? That game was kind of a win because it helped spawn one of our our awards the gotta watch the tape award where That's true <laughs> where sean mcdermott after the game when asked about nathan peterman said uh, i gotta watch the tape to really really see what's going on it's just oh that was that was uh, sean has has uh gotten gotten better with with not going to those those um those crutch statements but like that was that was an all-timer i i do it to a degree I, I agree he had to go go watch the tape on, on the peterman thing but i'm not sure that he did he was really exactly bad. healthy uh, he was really but, bad <laughs> all right so sure anybody we, should have to do that <laughs> all right week two away at miami who you got and why i think that's a win i mean they they handle the dolphins pretty well I don't. I, I think the Dolphins are a pretty good team, but the Bills seem to have their number, and I'm not sure that that Tua is going to take some dramatic leap. So, um, I mean, really, I've got I've got them winning the first four games as I look at it. Wow! Well, spoiler there. alert. You know, I think Dolphins. I think that's a pretty pretty easy one for the Bills. It could be a trap. yeah. I mean, who knows? But I don't know. I don't. I I, I don't see the Dolphins closing the gap too much. I do think Tua will be um, maybe not like one of top 10 quarterbacks in the league, but I do think he'll be much better this year with a full off season and, and everything like that. So, and you know, I, that, that Jalen Waddle pick to me is something that I think could be really fruitful for both Tua and the Dolphins, because that's going to be a, a pretty good combination for, for them. Um, week three at home against Washington. I think this is a tricky game. I really do. Washington has, you know, I put it in in my article over at the Athletic. I think Washington is in the running for the best defense the Bills will face all year. I mean, their defensive line, um, all four starters, probably the best. Yeah, all four starters uh, along uh, along the defensive line, first round picks. Chase Young looks like he's about to become a star and one of the best pass rushers in the league. They just drafted a, an explosive linebacker in, in Jermaine Davis uh, in the first round. Uh, they've got good cornerbacks in William Jackson and Kendall Fuller. They've got a solid starting safety duo. Um, they're just they're just super talented, and I could legitimately see that defense giving the Bills passing offense trouble. Yeah, I think that's a, a tricky game. I think they win because I don't. I mean, also fits Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? I mean. Never underestimate Ryan Fitzpatrick in early September games. I am telling you, it is here. I thought they were done that last year. They'd be done with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He will never be done. I mean, this is very much a Ryan Fitzpatrick situation where they throw an extra game on the schedule 
Yep. And it's that game, and he happens to sign with that team. I mean, I wrote that story last year, and I was calling people saying, I think this is going to be the last time the Bills play against him in that you know early, early oh, no. season game. I was like, I think this is going to be it. And everybody was like, don't say that <laughs> because he'll find a way. You know, mm-hmm. people probably thought that. I probably thought that when he was playing for Houston all those years ago uh, and beat the Bills. And it was like, yeah, that talking the JJ Watt game. Yeah, it was like, yeah, that might have been it. I mean, he was getting pretty old. Like, how long is this guy going to start? You know, and here he is, what, seven years later. Um, and he'll probably be starting this game. Uh, so, yeah, it could be a trap, a little bit of a trap. That's a, a decent team. But if you're a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, you win that game. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with a loss on that one. Uh, I, I think their offense is about to be pretty good this year with with uh, McLaurin, Samuel. Um, they just drafted De'Ami Brown from North Carolina. They've got Antonio Gibson coming back. Fitzpatrick in early September in, in Orchard Park. There's something something about Fitzpatrick early in the season. I'm telling you, and I would not be surprised if they lose that game. All right, week four, we can, we can go over. That's Houston. That's going to be uh, as long as it's... Well, I'm not even sure if it matters if Deshaun Watson is, is playing. I don't for think the it does. Yeah, There's nothing I, else around him. Yeah, that yeah. team's a mess. Yeah, so that's a win. So um, next up, Kansas City, Week Five on the road, Sunday Night Football. It's an interesting one. Who do you got? I'll say they lose. Um, they haven't been able to solve the Chiefs. The Chiefs early in the season are always a, a handful, and you know they'll give them a game, but. I know they'll be gunning for them. I know everything they built is, you know, around the Chiefs and all this, but the Chiefs are are the class of the league. And mm-hmm. until I until I see it, uh, until I see them close that gap, the gap looked pretty significant last time they were on the field. Last two times they were on the field, really. Mm-hmm. The the Chiefs did everything right on paper with their offensive line. I, I I'm just very interested to see how it's going to gel. Uh, with with that completely new group and it's a little bit of a a change for their new left tackle Orlando Brown because he's coming from a mostly quick passing slash running scheme and he's going to be asked to block for a lot longer um, on the left side you know I just I just kind of wonder if if maybe the all the moves they made with their offensive line in the offseason might might be a little bit overblown at, at this point but that said, the Bills still need to get home. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll. You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna say they win that game and and then set up a an excellent meeting um, or potentially excellent meeting in the playoffs down, down the stretch. So whatever. It's May. I, I reserve the right to change my opinion. Okay, Tennessee Week Six. I think they will beat the Titans. The Titans have been a bad matchup for them the last few years, but. It strikes me that the Titans' magic might be starting to run out a little bit. And I think they've got a good team, one that's tough on the Bills in particular. But there's something about the Titans. And again, it's May. We don't know how. We'll have a pretty good idea of how good they are after the first few weeks of the season. But I have a feeling they're going to come back down to earth a little bit. I have a feeling that'll be a game that the Bills, you know, feel like, you know, they were slighted a bit last year. They'll be extra extra mm-hmm. ready for that one. Monday night football. 
a little bit of extra rest after that. And the that Bills love game. that stuff. That locker room loves that stuff. Especially if they lose to Kansas City and it's like coming off a loss, you know, to me, I, I think they're, you know, bye week coming up right after it. I think they're in a good good spot to to win that mm-hmm. game. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they win that game as well. All right, week eight against Miami uh, at home. I think we're probably in agreement here. I'm gonna say win. Yeah, I'd say another win there. Yeah, that, and that then, should be pretty easy. Then away. Um, although I will say it will be a lot tougher, but they're coming off their bye, and that's coming off their bye, playing at home on Halloween you should, too. You should win that game. Yeah. Um, okay. Week nine away at Jacksonville. Some intriguing pieces. I kind of maybe think Urban Meyer is going to be a complete failure. <laughs> it's just, just some. So he seems to be running it like a bit of a college program at the moment, um, which you know probably not a bad thing for for having young guys on the roster. But they've got a pretty solid group of talented players on offense. It's just I don't know. I, I I just don't know how that that's going to go there, so I'm just going to go ahead and say and say win right there. Yeah, rookie quarterback as good as he is, still a a team in transition. Yeah, uh, again, a game you win if you're a team that that's supposed to be what the Bills are supposed to be, and maybe a year from now, uh, Trevor Lawrence will be a tougher out, but that's early enough in the season that I'm not sure he'll be he'll have put it all together. And yeah, Urban Meyer in his first year. They've got got an interesting collection of talent, but I think the Bills win that game. Yeah, so we both have them at seven and one right now, and then Jets on the road. Any uh, chicanery here? No, I think the at that point Zach Wilson should be in, right? If he's hasn't been from they the don't start. have anyone else. So I think, I mean, that I think they have James card. Morgan and someone. I, I can't even remember his name, but James Morgan is like their backup who they drafted in the fourth round. I think it was last year, maybe two years ago. Yeah. So I think, you know, again, rookie quarterback, um, bills have, have handled that team. Well, mm-hmm. I think that's a, a team that's also a year away from, you know, giving the bills any trouble. Yep. Same there. Okay. Um, Indianapolis home. I have them losing. Mm. Um, I don't, again, I don't know what the Colts are going to look like. I don't know if Carson Wentz will have the renaissance that they're hoping for. I just know that was a tough game for the Bills in the playoffs last year. And that defense is really good uh, and, mm-hmm. and can, you know, give a lot of teams trouble. You got to think there's going to be a few, few slip ups on the schedule. And, and this is sort of a tough, the beginning of a tough stretch for them possibly looking ahead to Thursday night football. So I'm going with a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I'm going to switch my chiefs game to a loss and, and uh, Colts win. Um, I think that, I don't know, being, being at home is going to play into their favor. And um, you know, I, the Carson Wentz thing, I just don't know if he's going to be effective and the Bills should probably be better against the run this year. So probably. That's when they uh, probably should yeah, win, right? Yeah, but so, so I think that's a good team. Like, I think Jonathan Taylor could be one of the better backs in football this year. A lot of it will come down to Carson Wentz. 
we have mm-hmm. a lot of we have a long time to change our mind. I so. can, yes, I could make an argument that Washington is a better team than Indianapolis. Sure. Yeah, I think outside of you know, with quarterback being the wild card, I think is probably. I I, th- I think Fitzpatrick might even be better than Wentz at this point. But, it's possible. But, yeah, it's possible. We'll I mean, I think we could very well be debating, you know, two very lousy quarterbacks there. <laughs> uh, you know, the the lesser of two sure. uh, underwhelming quarterbacks. I think. Yeah, we'll see on Wentz. The offensive system and. You know, play calling in India, I trust a little bit better and trust to maybe bring Carson back a little bit. Again, a team very much like the Titans that I'm interested in seeing, you know, what they look like and and how it all comes together. Um, But eight and two, regardless. I think they're eight and two going into the Saints game. Yeah. Yeah. Eight and two for me as well. Saints game, I have them as a loss. You know, I I know their quarterback situation remains. undetermined at the point but short week of rest uh which hasn't stopped the bills before but the saints still have some really nice pieces on their roster and they still have sean payton um i I think i think i'm gonna take new orleans at home on primetime thanksgiving this is tricky because that's a really tough place to play they don't play the saints a lot so matchup wise it's hard to you know, gauge the Saints walloped them last time they played, but mm-hmm. that was a while ago. That was a tough season for the Bills overall. I have the Bills winning this game. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Sean McDermott's got enough familiarity with Sean Payton from the time in Carolina. A lot of this depends on, you know, without knowing what the quarterback situation is going to look like. If New Orleans swings a trade for Aaron Rodgers, this will be a different story, but right. uh, I think. As it stands right now, it looks like a, a beatable quarterback. That's a, that's why it's easy to to find wins. Is you know, Bills are going to have the quarterback advantage in a lot of games, and or at least they should. They should uh, if their quarterback doesn't take a a, a step backward. So mm-hmm. this is going to be a tough game, and you know it'll be one that you know will we'll see in the the heat of the moment, you know, as you know, how the bills are playing, how the saints are playing, what both teams look like. But I trust the bills ability to go down there and get a win after what they did in Dallas a couple years ago, short week, similar situation, national TV, tough team. Who knows what Jameis Winston will look like. That'll be a fun story. Uh, oh, yeah. the, the, the rebuilt Jameis Winston. So, mm-hmm. Jameis Winston and Carson Wentz back to back weeks to uh, see if they've rebuilt themselves uh, should be an interesting you know side plot on the Bills schedule. Mm-hmm. So you've got nine and two, I've got eight and three. Then they get to see Mac Jones, maybe or Cam Newton, one of the probably other. Mac Jones at that point. Yeah, yeah by December fifth. Um, yeah, they, I mean the Patriots will probably be a lot better. Maybe Cam Newton is is uh, uh, turns a new leaf throwing. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I think that should be a win regardless of who their quarterback is, especially if it's Mac Jones. But, but yeah, I think, I think, uh, that should be a win at, at home, uh, on a lot of rest. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go win over new England. Yeah. At home Monday night football, I'd say win. it's, it's going to be a better Patriots team than last year, uh, on the whole, uh, especially on defense, but at home Monday night football, Extra mm-hmm. rest should be a win. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so 10 and 2, 9 and 3, Tampa away. Um, super fun game. I'm going to go loss. Yeah, I'm also going to go loss on the road. Uh, Buccaneers are a really good team. Uh, the defense is what, what does it for me. You know, I think the way they play on defense, tough, tough to, you know, get yourself ready for. And Tom Brady isn't, you know, the, the scariest quarterback on the Bills schedule because Sean McDermott's done pretty well against him. But that seems like a really tough game. You know, that they're, they're not going to catch the Bucks napping at that point. And you're not going to win them all, right? You know, and some games are, are pretty tough. This is one of them. Mm-hmm. Ten and three, uh, Fairburn, nine and four, me. Um, home against the Panthers. I think I'm going Panthers to take this one. And this is going to be the wake-up call game for them because I think the Panthers are going to be a lot better this year. Um, I, I mean, Joe Brady is going to probably become a head coach next year. Uh, they've they've added a ton of super nice pieces. I think Panthers are, the Panthers are going to be in the mix for um, a wild card spot uh, this season. So I'm going to take the Panthers as the wake up call for the Bills um, for a, a final three game stretch that uh, should be pretty important to them because you know they've got to go through some adversity this year and you know. I think the way that I have it set up, losing to the Saints, losing to the, the Buccaneers, losing to the Panthers, that's losing three of four. Um, so that that would be – they usually have a wake-up call like that at some point in their season. So I'm going to go with a loss here in week 15. You know, the interesting thing is they didn't really have that wake-up call last year. They had the two early losses to the Titans and the Chiefs. They lost to the Cardinals going into the bye, but – you know, that was a kind of a fluky game. Then they kind of rolled for a while. So I have a little less trust in the Panthers than you do. And that could change by the time, you know, this is a late enough in the season game that we'll have a pretty good feel for what they look like. But mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think, you know, Sam Darnold might have some, some, you know, tough times coming back to a place that haunted him for a while. Um, you know, in Orchard Park, I, I, I don't know. I, I think the Bills should win that game and improve to eleven and three. They probably should, but yeah. So, so you have eleven and three. I have nine and five. Patriots away. Um, I'm taking the Bills and to absolutely crush them in that game, um, especially coming off a loss. So I will. I will take the Bills there. I'm going to say the Patriots win that football game. Uh, I think. At that point in the season, on the road, it's going to be a Patriots team that the defense will really be coming together. Perhaps Mac Jones is getting a little more comfortable if he's in the lineup. I think it'll be back to being a little bit more of the Patriots of old. Um, Not quite the Patriots of old, but at least defensively, they'll be a tough team. And I guess I just have the wake-up call coming a game later than you do. Mm, gotcha so you have them at if i'm not mistaken 11 and 4 right now and i've got them at 10 and 5 correct okay so then home against atlanta gonna be a fun offense to go against i think atlanta's defense is still kind of a nightmare at at the moment so i think that should probably be a victory uh in in january the weather could be a factor at that point but yeah that said i I think 
um, Buffalo is too much of a complete team to lose to the Falcons this year. Yeah. On the, you know, playing that game at home is a big deal too. Yeah. Like Matt Ryan outside on the road. I think that's a, a mm-hmm. pretty easy Bills win. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So then 12 and four, uh, 11 and five Jets at home in which we have seen Sean McDermott not rest his starters all the way before. I'm probably thinking that's going to continue, even though I think we both have them safely in the playoffs. So I'm going to say that's that's a win over the over the Jets in Week 18. Yeah, I have it as a win, but with the caveat of if they you know tank it, yeah, then, you know exactly what can you do. But right. I think if they give it a the good college try, then then they'll get that win and finish the season 13 and four is the uh, the first glance uh, without seeing. This is like a blind, a blind pick them. You know, we oh, haven't yeah, really sure. seen any of these teams uh, in any meaningful way. So it's a, a little bit on the rosier side, but also I think paints the picture that this schedule is not that tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's really not too many spots or too many games where you think they're going to be in real trouble, which speaks to them being a lot better uh, relative to some of these middling games, you know, a couple of years ago, this Washington team would be a somebody that could really, you know, put a scare into them. Uh, same goes for a few other teams, but you know, it's a it's a much better Bills team, top to bottom. They just have to to figure out how to deal with that. You know, they've you know, I think they'll still convince themselves to play the underdog card somehow, but. <laughs> It's certainly not going to be as valid. It's going to be less valid than it's ever been uh, in quite some time. So I'm sure they'll they'll ha- they'll have it. Uh, they'll have it for that Chiefs game. They'll have it, uh, you know, for that Titans game, and they'll continue to carry that through. I'm sure because well, here, you know, here's the underdog card right here. If they lose to the Chiefs in Week Five and get to the playoffs, I mean, that's that's all their motivation. Yeah, and that's it. Th- they've got the revenge thing against the Titans. You know, they've got. They're gonna play that card against the Saints for sure. It's like, oh, oh absolutely. Road. Nobody thinks we can win. Uh, they'll probably still find a way to play it against the Patriots. All it takes is a kernel of doubt out there in the the football world for them to hold on to and and claim, uh, you know, claim their underdog status. So I think, I think they'll they'll have a fine time doing it for most of the season. And they've also proven last year that when they're supposed to win games, they can do it. You know, they can handily take care of business against lesser teams. So I think, yeah, somewhere in that, I have to get used to saying 11 and six to 13 and four realm seems like a, like a a pretty good sweet spot for them. Who knows? Maybe they can, they can win 14 games, which seems like a hell of a task uh, when there's, when there's 17 games on the schedule. Um, But um, yeah, I think they've, they've got a good chance to, to win the division again and set themselves up pretty good going into the playoffs. Yeah. So I've got 12 and five. Um, I totally hear you on the getting used to it thing. Like I, I was on autopilot um, tweeting about the schedule yesterday and um, <laughs> I'm uh, the final game of the season. I, I threw out a week 17 and someone texted me like, Hey, don't you mean week 18? I'm like, Oh God, freaking schedule. <laughs> but it's just something we all got to get used to. Having 17 games and um, one fewer preseason game, which is fun. 
I'm, yeah, I'm and also, like a nice gap between that and yeah. cut down, which is kind of a nice. Before it was always so, it was probably even worse for the, the teams. Like you play a preseason game and then 24 hours later you're cutting guys kind of cruel to the bottom of the roster guys. Mm-hmm. Like go out there and, you know, smash into other people for a couple hours and then we'll see you later. Um, yeah. But I, I, I like that setup, but it's going to be a long, uh, it's going to feel long when it's January mm-hmm. 9th and it's still not the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, I do wonder how teams will will play the preseason this year, whether that third game is going to be like the one where they they um, allow their starters to play the most or if now it's going to become the second game and the third game is going to be more like the fourth game. Uh, who, who knows? Um, but but yeah, I'm glad there's one one fewer preseason game, although I did find some charm in that fourth preseason game for it'll guys, still exist kinda, somewhere. It'll yeah. probably be. You the know, second half of the third game or yeah, something like that. Th- that game will still exist in in practice in some way. Uh it won't be the fourth, but it'll be there. The the spirit of it will live on, I'm sure, in the other preseason games. And it it is nice to be sitting here talking about the schedule in these terms as opposed to last year when we weren't sure if any of it would even happen and Mm -hmm. all the covid contingencies of like yeah they're playing that game that day but who knows if they'll actually play it on that day looks like things should be chugging along pretty normally people will be able to attend games preseason is probably still you know i don't want to say the preseason's up in the air but how it'll be handled i think is very much Mm -hmm. to be determined and you know what camp will look like and all that but it's going to look a lot more normal on the whole, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I think that's uh, something everyone's looking forward to. Wisely said. All right. Uh, we have talked way too long about um, travel tips and our, our way too early look on the schedule. So we will bid you all adieu. Thank you, everyone, for listening to uh, this episode of the Buffalo Beat. We will be back in a week or two. Um, you know, there's going to be some, some activity, you know, like I said, the rookies are getting out there on Friday. Um, we're recording this on Thursday, May 13th. So the rookies will be out there tomorrow that we get to see a first look at, but, um, probably not too much gripping stuff to, to, to get a hold of. We'll, we'll see, also see how the, the bills kind of play things with the rest of their offseason calendar. All right. So for Matthew Fairburn, my name is Joe Biscaglia. Thank you for listening to this episode, and we will talk to you next time. See you then.